people can make movies and be recognized their whole life, but this small person from this tiny town could make one movie and be better than them automatically. You need to not look at it like a, as in a competition. This won't put you on the right path because this industry, yes, it's a whole competition, we can say, but it isn't between us. It's between us and the public. Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. I have my good friend here. How's it going, man? Happy to be back. No, it shouldn't be about anything. Like this is yeah. one life. Yep. <laughs> one life? Like fucking yeah. do it. My guy. But he just got it. He totally understood it. 20 years old when I started just watching a lot of movies. How it, and it tells a story. I want to tell a story. Talented filmmaker, videographer, feel cliche. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Thanks for having me. It's super fun. Thank you. Thanks for being part of this podcast. You know, this is what I do, bringing on creatives uh, to discuss their journeys, their experiences uh, thus far in their career. As we know, it's a very challenging one. Uh, at times, it could be very elusive. Um, but we do it because we're passionate about the craft. Uh, would you say yes. the same for yourself? Yes. I mean, I've, I haven't had like, uh, I haven't got the time yet to like fully explore everything that's around that uh, that art. I fully right. am passionate about it. I love everything about it right now. I'm I'm like I'm like fully immersed in it, and I just want to see what else it can do. That's awesome, man. Well, like I said, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, my close friend Tyler Seller recommended we speak together upon his memorable interaction with you at Igloo Fest in Montreal. How yes. was that, by the way? How, how's the experience going so far? I've never been um, myself. Igloo's really fun. Uh, for the people that don't know, it's pretty much a huge festival about music, EDM, uh, electro music, and everything. That's it's in the winter, in the cold. Everybody's there's a tons of people coming here. Uh, many people from all around the world come. It's a really fun experience. That's awesome, man. Well, we're all about entertainment, right? That's why we're part of this yeah. business. <laughs> so it's another medium, right? Um, yes. So you can't deny it. So um, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm great to hear. Uh, Tyler explained to me. Uh, that you're a highly creative individual who is actually pursuing uh, a career in filmmaking uh, through writing and directing. And he yeah. was actually sharing a story with me that while you were working at the festival, you were even writing um, yeah. your own scripts. Is that actually true, man? You're writing. Yeah, like, I was, I was uh, multitasking because I'm That's working awesome. on this new project and I don't really have the time because it's cool and everything. And I had time between my, um, my shifts, which uh, for the people that are watching, I work as a mascot for the festival. So in oh, between okay. the times I was putting on my suit, I was writing my uh, scenario for my next project. That's awesome, man. Well, that, that's that's true hustler. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Just it was, going it, was it. it was something, but it's going yeah. well. The scenario is almost over. We got it. No, I love that, man. It reminds me a lot like myself, you know, when I, uh, every chance I, every opportunity I get, uh, I need to keep myself more accountable now I'm trying to get back into the swing of things with writing. But um, that's what we do as storytellers, right? We're always writing down like notes or takeaways yeah. or, or you, know, you never, you never yeah. know when the idea is going to. Yeah, you don't know when the idea is going to uh, summon itself, right? Um, often it happens in the shower. Uh, that's actually not a cliche. Like it does happen in the shower. It does. For some um, reason, it's. it's yeah. A... Well, the mind's at rest, right? Yeah. You're kind of just like focused on the moment. Like uh, you're for once like relaxed, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I love that notion. I love that uh, you have that uh, hustle mentality. That's that's good on you. Um, it's, a, it's a great thing to have. Everyone should have that. Everyone should have it, right? Especially in this day and age, highly competitive, right? Yeah. Um, it's the best way. It's the best time to be alive in a way, right? To get exposed, yeah. to get known, right? So yeah, yeah I love it's that. It's a perfect time to be alive. 100%. So yeah, again, as creative. So upon hearing this information, I was immediately gratified by the similarity you and I both share in our arduous path, creative endeavors, right? Very challenging paths. 
Um, you know, as a filmmaker from Toronto who hosts this inclusive platform for ambitious individuals like yourself, I'm constantly fascinated by the stories um, that led to those following their daring dreams, you know what I mean? And the environment that surrounds them and, you know, picking up on your accent. Uh, and I was introduced <laughs> that you were from uh, Montreal. Yeah. Um, we live from two different cities, right? Big cities in Canada, but I feel like it plays an influence and I kind of want to know more about that. Uh, before I get into that though, what made you decide to become a filmmaker? It's, it was really, uh, at first, I always loved the whole um, filmmaking industries. I always found it really complicated. At the same mm -hmm. time, it was really beautiful for me. And right. as, as, as I kept like reading books about movies, about how they were made, where they were made, some like about, I was watching episodes on, for example, old episodes about um, Harry Potter's um, creator, the, the movie creators, how they, how they thought of the idea, how they thought of putting a movie turning it from a book and transforming it into one of the biggest movies of all time. And I I just decided that I wanted to be one of those people that get that have an idea in their mind and transform it into a beautiful piece of art, which is cinema. Yeah, and that's honestly the hardest part, um, you know, just kind of like getting it's, whatever's in the mind onto paper, like articulating getting it out. Yes. Yeah, and then the, sometimes you have like a clear idea in your mind. Yeah. But you go, to, you go on to write it and it doesn't, it just doesn't want to come out. <laughs> I thought I was the only one, but that's the uh, biggest challenge. I don't is. know about your methods, but I use music to kind of like have that creativity kind of flow naturally out of me. Um, but I know a lot of people have different remedies, uh, how to, how to get those ideas on paper, anything for yourself that you can, advise? I mean, music is really good. And I feel like yeah. you put yourself some calm music, you get yourself in the right, like right mind and it'll just come right out. And uh, everybody, everybody's gonna have uh, different things. I have friends that they like, they, they like writing at night before going to sleep. Some of them like in the morning. It, it really varies on people, but for me, I think music has also been the main thing that I found that that's been helping me a lot. Yeah, for sure, it's a universal language. Like we all know, um, the powers <laughs> behold it. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, definitely uh, serves as an inspiration and, and a catalyst um, to get those create creative ideas out in the world. Um, so I'm really happy to hear that too, about like how you adapted um, the material, like, or how you were, I guess, fascinated by how people would adapt, um, you know, stories uh, from different mediums yeah, into it's, cinema, it's, uh, right? Because cinema is like a collection thing. of all these different art forms, if you think about it, right? Yeah, and it's people that pick ideas from each other and transform them into their own, which, which is what makes it so beautiful that people can mix, mix up all many ideas and put it up as one big one. So that's what really like fascinates me about it. That's awesome. And bringing it back to like, you know, the fact that you're from Montreal, um, I'm not sure if you were born and raised, but I yes, know that fully. Yes. Okay, great. So born and raised from Toronto, right? So like, we can understand um, what the city means to us, right? Um, yeah. what, what a city like you've grown up with, uh, you know, you've been surrounded with all your life, you know, how uh, personal it becomes. And I want to know from you, like, how challenging do you find the market in Montreal when developing screening and funding your own films? It's uh, it's one of the things that I find the hardest is putting it out there because Montreal, uh, a lot of people don't necessarily have like that much interest in the whole industry as other cities. But what really? I find, yeah, I feel like um, our people's talent, because I know a lot of people that have crazy talent, but haven't been getting recognized enough. Yeah, I feel like it's only a certain like group of people that are all interested in this thing and putting your stuff out there is really hard but i feel like once you get to a certain level 
then you're fine because everybody around that city knows you. It's it's a whole like um it's a whole group of people that all know each other, work together, and climbing up the scales of like being known in the city, you could say, is what could make you um pop out of like the, the rest that because that's everyone's goal to, you know show out yeah to be distinguished from, to be from distinguished the rest, from like, stand the out. rest. so yeah. you're you believe it to be like a cult-like market where it's like you're you have to be in the know um to be kind of i feel like i feel like you have montreal is a really like really competitive city uh, there's okay. a it's a there's a lot of like um big challenges you have to surface and a lot of people that you have to work with I to climb that. up the scales it's yeah. like for example me speaking to tyler getting this opportunity to speak with you it's something that me maybe not working legally would have never happened so it's it's always about opportunities and taking them because montreal is a place where there is hundreds and hundreds of opportunities it's a beautiful place uh to be to, to begin uh filmmaking because many many um many beautiful places to record there's a lot of different people, different languages. It's a beautiful place to to start your career. No, for sure. There's no denying that, right? Montreal is a very artistic city. I've been multiple times. Um, and I just uh, revere it uh, for its own qualities, for sure. Uh, but at the same time, like Toronto has become more of a film hub. Uh, have you been visiting Toronto? Have you ever been? I, I've been a couple of times, yeah. uh, mainly for basketball games, of course. As, right. The Raptors? Yeah. Like, you're a Raptors fan? Yeah, I I, oh, I, no. I've, I dabble in basketball. I'm oh, not, okay. like, the biggest fans, but I would often go, like, once or twice a year, I would go to a game. And nice. looking at the city, it's a really beautiful city as well. Yeah. has a lot of similarities with Montreal about, like, the people there and how it's made and the looks of it. So... It, it has to be another cool city that I would like to like maybe partake in a project there. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Like this is the place to be. Um, if you're, you're coming up as a filmmaker, like oh, again, yeah. I, I respect Montreal. Um, they're, they're uh, pretty prominent in their own respects, but I know Toronto, um, really impressed, um, and proud, uh, that for the last, like a few decades, it's, uh, you know, substantially, yeah. Toronto, uh, Toronto is definitely one of, one of the biggest cities in Canada uh, on this subject. For sure. Yeah, right. Um, you know, the Americans love filming here too, right? We get a lot of, uh, you know, uh, productions going on around the city um, oh, yeah. and abroad, right? Um, but at the same time, you know, the way I look at it, it doesn't really matter where you're from uh, kind of thing. Like, obviously, it can serve as an advantage, um, but it really uh, resides in the individual um, and how creative and how talented or just how tenacious they can be in pursuing their yeah. craft. Would you believe the same for yourself? I mean, I think that uh, it, as you said, it never depends on where you were born. It doesn't decide automatically where uh, you're going to be in the future. I think, yes, it can help if you were born in places like obviously in the U.S., big places in big cities. Like we're lucky to be born in places like Montreal and Toronto that are like, right. that, are, that provide us with many opportunities. But I think that if you want something and you decide that maybe you, that you look out for opportunities to go elsewhere, which is what I want to in the future. I think mm -hmm. it's it's something that anybody can do and achieve. Yeah, that's that's very well said, right? Like like I said, there's advantages. I'm not denying that. Like, thank God that we were born in Toronto, Montreal, yeah, as opposed to like a farm town. Exactly. But I just feel like with the social media age, um, like look at how we're connecting. You know, it's just a trickle effect. One person exactly. after the next. People have been networking for since the dawn of time, but it's on a different scale, right? Now that we have phones and Instagram, I just sent you a DM and was like, yo, you want to be on the podcast? Boom, right? And so even the easy. platform itself, right? The podcast. Like, again, I, I brought it up before. It allows me the opportunity to speak with creative individuals because everyone's busy. Everyone has their own schedules. But it gives me that excuse to have a conversation, an hour, a sit down 
uh, pick their brain, see where their mind's at um, and how I can learn from them as much as my audience learns from them, you know? Yeah, it's it's a really cool thing to, ha to have, like the whole technological world that helps us connect to each other because being from two completely, well, they're close, we could say, but like two completely different cities and getting the opportunity to connect with each other for, for a bit of time is always great. That's awesome. Yeah. So a big thing that I had, I, I discussed with my fellow creators and colleagues, um, cause I, uh, used to have a job back in, um, Los Angeles. Um, you know, I would connect with filmmakers there and they would argue the fact that you gotta be here if you want to make it like, this is the hub, this is the place, this is the entertainment capital. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But like, you don't understand back to the conversation we're having. The topic is social media. It'll grant me those opportunities. If I really need to go there, I'll move there, whatever. I want to know from you, like, how has living in Montreal granted you the opportunities to pursue your creative passions? And do you desire to move elsewhere eventually or stay where you are? It's definitely like moving elsewhere has been in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, but being in Montreal is, I think, right now, one of the best things that could happen to me being born and raised here. I know a lot about the city, know how to how to get things that I want. How to navigate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I think I, I think I want to try and go elsewhere to film stuff i don't want to like uh, go there and live there necessarily but i think exploring other places to film and to know to get to know more people to like navigate myself through the, the industry is definitely in my mind yes that's awesome i feel it man toronto's your next stop yeah it's, <laughs> i see it's, it right it, now getting a message yo i'm it, in the it, city it's in my it, it's definitely in my mind <laughs> well you're always welcome here like uh definitely would love to, to meet you in person uh, that's something I should know about this podcast. Most of my guests, I don't even meet in person. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've never met before in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. It's definitely, it's definitely a thing that I want to do. Move, move somewhere for a while, work on a project. My in the two places in my mind right now are like Toronto, obviously. Yeah. And in the summer for an exchange program with my school, I'm going to Vancouver. Probably. Awesome. So Great. that would be a, a place where I would probably be there for a month, work on a project, and see how it turns out. Yeah, that's great, man. Those are the two most opportune cities uh, oh, yeah. for the filmmaking world. For so sure. yeah, you're definitely on the right track. And I'm happy that you're not kind of full out, uh, just moving out of the house. Like I'm going to do it. Like, see no, it I think, like thrusting I think, yourself. Yeah. You're, you're easing into it. And that's, that's, that's smart because exactly. you want to know for yourself, like a lot, again, it's a different age, you know, back then we all had to move to LA, right? Let's be honest. We wanted to make it. Oh yeah. But we can create our stories and, and create meaningful pieces of content that can get recognized from anywhere we live, right? With the smartphones that we have or the tech, the, the, the reasonably priced um, cameras that are affordable. Um, so like, yeah, it's possible. Um, but it, I should mention too, it also matters like the story you want to tell, right? Like at the end of the day, it's like, don't move just to move. Like, what are your stories centered on, right? Like, what, are they like small farm town stories? Like, okay, maybe you have to move to like Perry Sound. Or are they stories maybe about uh, living in the big city, right? Or the inner city, like lifestyle, right? Like for me, a lot of the stories that I write um, have a backdrop of, of the city or the suburban neighborhood. So I have that advantage from Toronto and the greater Toronto area, which I reside. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something uh, any filmmaker or creator should assess. Definitely. I think I think for me, living in Montreal right now is, again, a perfect situation to start or maybe even keep being in. Yeah. But if I were to look into uh, maybe moving, if I were to get the opportunity to move somewhere where it'll be like a um, better situation for me, as in Toronto, Vancouver or L.A., for example, I think I'd have to think about it. But eventually it might lead me to it because obviously you always want what's the best for your career. 
and having a story of how you were born and raised in a city where you made your own movie who became which became popular in that city could be also an interesting idea for anyone yeah absolutely man well put and you know as a testament to your passion for telling captivating stories uh you sent me your most recent short film yes. called sans toi i, I don't yeah, know if no, I'm you, you actually got it it's perfect, perfect. Great. I'm so happy because I did, I, you know, being Canadian as fellow Canadians listening to this, no, we have to learn French until grade nine. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I take pride in my pronunciation. No, no, it was, it was, it was really good. Don't worry about Perfect. it. Perfect. Thank you, sir. So the entire film was completely in French dialogue and given yeah. my lack of education in the language, as I just previously mentioned, um, I did not understand a word of it. I'll be honest with you. However, great filmmakers like ourselves understand that it is a visual medium. Uh, which stimulates and engages the viewer, not just by the use of sounds or words, but by the use of sight and perception. And after viewing the short film uh, you sent over to me, I was able to gauge from your visual storytelling that it was about a musician trying to make his break in the industry. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but how would you describe the story in Santois and what does this title mean? I, I, you're definitely right on the whole visual part. Like we've seen it since the dawn of times with the, sh the, the mute films. Yeah. People were watching these, having fun all over them. And I feel like uh, the whole filmmaking industry isn't about the song. It's about what you're seeing, obviously. Of course. So being able to tell a story through only images and, and clips is what we all want to achieve. And having the fact that you can almost perfectly gauge what the story is about is what tells me that I I almost like um, I accomplished what I wanted to do about this short film. Because the short film is, is indeed about uh, an artist that wants to break out, but has his own blockages and is trying to push yes. through them to achieve what he wants. And mm -hmm. that's exactly what I wanted to know. And the, I feel like people like you recognizing what it's about without understanding the language, like my friend Tyler, like our friend Tyler, yep. saw the movie too, mm -hmm. said the same thing that he couldn't understand because you guys don't forcibly like fully understand French. Right. And the fact that you guys understand what it is about only through images, it like, tells me that I, I did pretty well with my work. No, you did, man. And, and I'll be honest with you, like full transparency, I was intimidated when you first sent it because I'm like, oh my God, like I, I was supposed to give this guy a piece of feedback and I just can't understand it. And then I watched it again and this time like really like zoned in on it. And I said, okay, well, I, even if I can't understand the dialogue, let me see if I can understand the visuals, right? Because that's what is a testament to a great storyteller, right? A director, I should say. And I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, like I'm getting a sense of the story, right? Like this is a, a young man, like, you know, uh, who has a, a musical talent and he's trying to break into the industry. Like, again, maybe it's not exactly, uh, you're, you, we can't get all the nuances, but I got the gist of it. And that's what I mean by like the power of, of this medium, um, if it's told um, and conveyed correctly. So yeah, you, you've done it, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing that, that filmmaking can make people like do we can make people uh we can tell people stories only by uh by images and that's what's beautiful about it no I, I, absolutely man and that's that's what makes me hooked on this profession even though sometimes it's so challenging right oh yeah um you just want to tell that perfect story i think that's why we're all in it in a way um even though there's no such thing as a perfect story we're all trying to tell that perfect story um whether it's perfect to the audience or to us um, but I really feel like we're all after that same kind of uh, lifelong ambition. Um, yeah. Uh, what, with regards to the Santois, like, 
what is that title? What does it mean exactly? Because I, I didn't bother looking up the definition. I want to know for my audience as um, well. Satwa means without you. And okay. the thing in the story is we um, the character that appears in the middle of the movie of the short film, which uh, you guys watching can be can be can look at it on my uh, profile. Um, it's definitely uh, tough to understand if you don't understand the language because you learn that the guy that appears in the middle of the movie is the um the producer the guy producing music his uh friend that has passed away in the past oh wow and he comes back into uh, his life as in some sort of fever dream and tells him to keep on going it makes it gives him motivation the fact that he can see his friend looking at him making his work gives him motivation that'll all lead up to uh the end part of my short film that's beautiful yeah like it's it, that's that's again like so yeah the satwa parts the without you part means without his friend that we see having right. an appearance in the middle so would you say like is he this is the um kind of driving factor for him to accomplish his dreams yeah like, seeing him yeah. look at him being has like a having a presence around him is what drives him towards his goal i like that notion too right like um you know speaking on an existential level or spiritual i should say we often take for granted our life, right? In the sense of like, we, we get down on our luck or we feel like the world's or the life is happening to us. Oh, yeah. um, but then that notion, right? of a friend passing and like, you know, appearing in a dream or like just even reflecting on, on the passing of a loved one, we still have this gift of life. And what exactly. are you going to do with it, right? Like he has the advantage of he's still alive. Yeah, right? we're, so lucky, I, we're lucky I to that. have it. We're lucky yeah. to have it. We need to make use of it. And that's the that's the beauty of again about film, right? Like the way we interpret yep. it. You know what I mean? It's like that's like you just describing that and like me reflecting on the film, like thinking about it again. It's like, wow, like that's actually beautiful. Cause that's what film does, right? It captivates each viewer, opens to yes. interpretation, the strong ones. Oh yeah. And resonates uh with everybody differently, depending on where they are in their life. Another thing I should mention is that film is powerful in a way where um you may watch something like, you know, Rocky movies or uh, you know, another classic movie at like 12. And maybe not understand it or feel empowered by it try watching it when you're in your 20s because that's what happened to me <laughs> i watched rocky when i was like a kid and i was like okay whatever and then when i watched it when i was 25 you felt it because i'm a kid yeah. that's trying i'm a young guy that's trying to pursue his dreams right it's and I, it's perception it's all about the perception you, exactly. you can see something like you can have a hundred people the same age born the same day even watch the same movie and you yeah. ask them three questions about how they felt throughout the movie all of them will be different it's, yeah. it's it's always about perception and it's all subjective too that's what we yes. have to keep in mind as filmmakers right <laughs> how many times have we been told oh like i don't people, get it exactly it people yeah. if they don't get it it's not that it's bad it's that they don't have the same perception as you did when you were making that movie but it doesn't mean also that they don't like it people can yeah not fully understand the movie but fully loved it i had we had a uh one of our teachers look at our uh look at this project and he, right couldn't understand the meaning of it wow. but he fully loved the idea after we explained he was impressed it by it even though he, he was understand impressed the by the work yeah. even he appreciated he the work exactly and it's yeah. something that we have to face in this industry that's so hard for um for us that are no for, for the sure that are behind well because the, the market decides our success let's be honest right yeah, exactly. it's not a boss it's not you know what i mean hr like we don't live in a conventional world we we live on a, in a world where it's deciding you know whether the, the audience takes to it or not and they can make or break you, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, the, the kind of scary, maybe, and relieving thing uh, at the same time, the notion that I'm going to bring up is 
some films like it's a wonderful life it's a classic uh christmas movie i don't know if you watched it christmas film uh james stewart when that was released uh people don't know this but for several decades after it, it became popular but at the time of its release in 1946 it was panned like a lot of critics didn't like it it was uh yeah they thought it was melodramatic because it was coming off the cusp of the world war ii um, mm-hmm. like the end of it so a lot of people yeah. thought in their eyes it was corny right because they just experienced the, the the darkness and the grittiness of world war ii uh the drab nature of it right so you don't want to really watch like a fun happy filled movie but they kind of miss like you said the the meaning like the, the notion that the director was trying to convey but what i'm saying is that with our films like don't get too discouraged that if the market doesn't understand in the moment who's exactly. to say in 10 20 years 100 years It'll have some someone might find the movie and say exactly. that's the greatest movie I've ever seen and then share it to one of his friends I'll share it to two to four and it ends up being super popular exactly exactly so I'm glad we're on the same boat about that I knew I'd like you for that <laughs> we have the same same mindset buddy um now how has this film Santois uh been received amongst audiences and the industry alike like how's the reception been uh this uh project was for a um a uh a uh, film like a competition i can say okay uh, nice. which, a festival yes uh and what's us, the name of that through us it's called kino uh k-i-n-o perfect it's for uh uh Gibson, quebec that were uh, it was like a festival it was you had two weeks to create a two-minute short film about uh the theme which was detour at this time okay so me and my friend who also worked in the majority of the movie as well um worked on this project for uh for the for the two weeks and luckily we won the movie so that's standing so yeah that was like it was my first real um challenge and like because i had obviously i had school work to give out like projects to do for school which always it ended up being pretty good but this movie the the i guess it was a really good uh thing that we won this it, it made me feel like this industry was a good a good choice i made to get no yeah yeah for sure everyone looks for those pieces of recognition you know oh yeah I mean? like the fact that when they named our movie as the winning movie i was like okay this happened i i finally did something that people recognize as and i'm so glad that- you and i'm so glad you uh said that it was a winning movie and it was gratifying for yourself because this brings me to another point um about the filmmaking career is people share different journeys and you can't judge based on benchmarks you know what i mean oh, like no. how old are you man I'm 18. Holy shit. Okay. So you're, <laughs> I thought you were 20. Yeah. So no, no, 18. I'm 18 about, you're, you're I'm 19 like, in four months. Man, I'm you're, super you're, young. you're not a baby. You're an infant in the film industry. You know what I mean? Think about that. Like you're a kid. Like, cause I, I've been just told started. That, no, really like yeah. in the filmmaking world, right? Like directors the, the in their primes are in their like fifties, forties, whatever. But you and I, man, like we're kids. Um, but my point being is I'm 28 and I've never won um, a festival, let's say, or a, or a grand competition like yourself. However, um, I've gotten the recognition that I, I, I've sought out to know that I'm on the right path, but I doesn't, doesn't let that define me. You know what I mean? Because oh, I can, no. you shouldn't know what I'm saying is we shouldn't as filmmakers compare ourselves and say, oh, but if he won a festival exactly. at 18, what am I doing? You know what I mean? It's like exactly everybody's because if, yeah. for example, if you would have, would have been to submit your movie to my thing, who would have known? Maybe you would have won. It depends on the, on the circumstances because maybe if it was, another subject maybe me and my friend wouldn't have won for sure it's all about and that's what makes this thing so beautiful because people uh people can make movies and be recognized their whole life but this small person from this tiny town could make one movie and be better than them automatically and nobody will ever know it because he doesn't get recognized for it it's all about 
it's all about the, the audience, right? At the end of the day, yeah. it's all about who's watching it, right? Exactly. Who's judging it. Um, but yeah, again, not to detract from your success. I just wanted to point that out for the audience because a lot of filmmakers listening, and I know, I'm sure you and I, maybe myself too, like we're both guilty of this where uh, we have those periods where we look at a creative or someone on Instagram and say, oh shit, like they're doing this. Like, that's crazy. How yeah. did we get to that point? Um, but everybody has a separate journey, man. That's all I got to say. And with creative hey, creatives, hey. It's even more exactly. amplified. You need yeah. to you need to not look at it like a as in a competition. Yeah. Because this will just um this won't put you on the right path. Because this industry, yes, it's a whole competition, we can say. But it isn't between us, it's between us and the public. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Our art belongs to us and the people. Yeah. Yeah, because um, people yeah. that can we can end up being two different people having example, uh you won hundreds of awards and someone has won two. If you guys work together instead of like having this whole competition between each other, you can you guys can end up making even better movies. Yeah, a, a more meaningful piece of art. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I love that. Um, don't treat it like a competition. Treat it like a collaboration, right? And that's why exactly I've connected with people like yourself and Tyler because I've learned very fast, <laughs> as you know, right? You can't do this alone. Uh, nope. this, this requires a, a team, an empire. Oh yeah, um, for ex for yeah. example, my movie, my the Santois movie, would never have been able to do it without my friend that that helped me through it. That's awesome. He buddy. he knew who to contact. He had contacts at, at first for the for the for the place for the people. He was a major part in this project, and I couldn't thank him enough. That's awesome. Shout out, shout out to that guy. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out, to him, out. Yeah. Emil. If you're watching this, thank you very much. Yes. Yes, we have we have to be great. I'm so I'm so um, you know inspired the fact that you're like uh, grateful for the people that you work with. Right? Oh, I am so. You have grateful. to be humble. You have to be. They humble have. They have. They know. I've told them many times, but they yeah. have no idea how thankful I am for their help. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, I wish you all the best in working with more of these people uh, and these yeah. individuals. I'm sure you're going to create more meaningful projects together because that's the important thing, right? Once you find the group that you like stay with them you, yeah stay with them stay with them because it's hard it's just like dating it's hard once you find someone you like it's you always need you, you need to test around look for who's doing what how yes. they're doing it and then you pick out from each little group and you make yourself your own team to rise awesome. in the scales and speaking of like working with these people and you know the you know fundamental um, kind of grand experience you've had making this film what lessons did you experience um when making it that like did you learn from that you'll apply for your next one um I, well the the guy that worked the guy that i worked with emil uh he yes. was he has been in this industry in this film school a year um a year older it, this was my this is my first year it's his second year so i i looked at him like a some sort of kid looking at his father like i was really getting myself stopped by him mentored showing, exactly yeah. mentored by him fully and i th i think that not trying to be the lead of the group sometimes can be really good for yourself because you can learn stuff. Of course. Looking at other people work, picking out example. Oh yeah. He does something with a sound that I really like picking some of his stuff and putting it into my own project can help me become better with my own work. And that's, I think that's what's beautiful about teamwork is you can lead up some great stuff with it. Yeah. Kind of like you're saying, learning from the strengths of the individuals you work with being yes. mentored by them it, and applying it can them be so helpful to, to improve yourself for the next project. Yeah. That's smart I've, I've done it. Many, I've done it many times and it's worked. 
That's awesome, buddy. Well, I'm, I'm so happy at such a young, tender age of 18 that you're mature enough to, to realize, um, you know, areas of improvement um, and have the humility to change them. That's that's awesome, man. Good, good oh, on yeah. you. Yeah. Um, navigating, you know, the fluctuating career of a filmmaker and exploring the endless obstacles that the industry unapologetically seems to offer, one can find it incredibly uneasy to remain creatively stimulated. Uh, something I suffer from a lot. Um, but nevertheless, I took it upon myself to develop other creative outlets, uh, including this podcast, my streetwear clothing line, and a nostalgic kind of hand drawings uh, that I've done mostly in the pandemic to kind of kill the boredom. Um, I want to know, like, what other creative endeavors have you explored aside from filmmaking? Um, and if not that endeavor, uh, what do you decide to do instead? Um, I, when I entered... Um... Uh, when I entered CJEP, which is uh, in, it's a like school and it's a level in school uh, before university in okay. uh, Quebec. Oh, right. it, it's two years. It's like a pre-university programs. I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I first started into uh, video game programming. That's what I did. I used to think that it was my future. So I have, I, I would create video games for classes and it was fun, but I had this one class that was about, um, shooting videos like we, we had to shoot a, vid, a short a short movie about sports five right. minutes and this is what originally made me spark about i want to go into more towards the filmmaking industry and that's that is one of the first things that made me realize really i love this stuff more than what i thought would be my future if i can say yeah so why not fully lean into it and go into the program I am in now, which is, um, it's cinema. So, and it was to this day, one of the best decisions of my life. I fully, I fully think that going from, and this whole video game programming stuff taught me a lot. It made me really, really, uh, really good on uh, the whole, uh, editing with Premiere Pro after effects and everything. It helps me with my movies a lot. So I tend to, for fun, um, I still do create video games, small video games as a, like, as a hobby for fun. And that's one of the That's really I cool, do. man. Yeah. Um, some other, I don't have other stuff. I would like, um, to, I, would I would love to start shooting videos. I have a lot of friends that have uh, music that, nice. that produce music and producing yep. videos for them could be an idea that I would look into. That's awesome, man. Well, I really like the idea that you um, studied video game uh, programming um, because video games, again, is another form of storytelling. Uh, yep. Seeing how much uh, sophistication uh, it's kind of endured over the years, uh, you know, PlayStation being my favorite. Just look at the slate of titles uh, for the PlayStation 5 current and um, upcoming. It's just uh, mind blowing, you know, um, the work, the works, the craftsmanship that's been uh, implemented. And yes, of course, you're going to understand storytelling because uh, the structures that's implemented into video games, uh, the cohesive, the, the, the high quality ones um, is what comes about, right? You know, you got The Last of Us. I don't know if you're watching the, oh, yeah. the, the TV I, show. I, I watched the TV show. Yeah, yes. like so good. It, it doesn't even in, in a way need a TV show. I love the TV show, by the way. But it doesn't even need a TV show. Because it never you just needed watch. But I'm yeah. saying if you just watch the cutscenes, right? Like it doesn't even need an adaptation. <laughs> it, like it, It's so, it was... I, it's definitely I've played a lot of video games my whole life right. I'm a huge fan of them and the games that I love the most are the ones that tell a story it's yes. all it always puts you whether it's like fully out of this world like for example um God of War 
Yes. It isn't it isn't usual. You're never gonna see this in your life, a huge, a huge snake appear out of the water, but <laughs> it tells you a story about yes. about a, a father and a son trying to trying to go up together, trying to do things together. And I f- feel like that's what makes the game more like beautiful in itself. Any story, yeah, any story. Exactly. And The I've Last understood. of Us, The Last of yeah. Us was probably one of the best storytelling video games ever, in my opinion. Of course. And yeah, what I want to what I was trying to say is like any story, like you were saying about God of War, Last of Us, Horizon Zero Dawn, like any story that you mentioned, at its core, there's always a simplicity to it, right? Like God yeah. of War. You, you pull it apart. It's just basically a father and a son trying to find their way in the world. You know what I mean? And yeah. trying to trying to find meaning in their relationship it's, after the it death starts of the mother. From, right? It's it's yeah. something that starts from this and just expands. Expands. But I'm saying starts. when you but but I'm saying the best stories, it's been proven, right? Like it's a yeah. science behind it. You strip everything away, right? All the fancy visual and effects, it's this whatever. Tiny thing. And it's just literally like the most simplistic thing, like you know, a man trying to start, find love. <laughs> yeah. So and like, this this yeah. simple idea can turn into either the best movie ever or the craziest video game ever. Yeah, like The Last of Us is essentially like a man trying to um, overcome the grief of his daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the whole fucking, that's the whole story, right? Um, and, and don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, that's why certain events play out and there's an yeah. arc right at the end. Um, but I love that. I love that we're on the same page and I love that you had the opportunity and the experience uh, to kind of, you know, pursue video game developing. We don't have that in Ontario. Um, it's kind of a disservice to, to us because it doesn't give us that break. No, I'm serious because we... We thrust right into university, like got to know yeah, what you I, want. Yeah, I feel like yeah. CGIP helps a lot of people find their way because you can also change programs. Like, for example, I was studying video game programming and I realized this might not be the thing I want to do. And automatically in a click, I can just switch. And then the next semester, I start studying cinema and the whole filmmaking industries and everything. And this helps a lot of people in Montreal find their way and find what they really want to do. And that's awesome. You're this program, like, you know what I mean? Like you were saying, you don't have to pursue video game developing for the next four years when you graduate. Exactly. It's just a meaning, a means of getting that credential. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and after that, even if you've studied this whole uh, uh, video game programming for the three years of its program, you're not forced to go into this in university. You can fully change. And again, that's what's so cool about this, uh, this education system is, it really lets you be what you want and how you want it. That's awesome, man. And, you know, speaking of these creative endeavors and, you know, your, your fondness of exploring these, these paths, uh, the opportunities of uh, video game programming aside from filmmaking, how do you handle the sometimes daunting sensation of burning out? Um, what I do when I feel like everything's too much and I'm tired of doing anything is I... I stop like I try the best thing I do to stop um, thinking about it is I go out, I play sport, I go to the gym, anything like this. I I'm really I love the outdoors awesome. and being outside, just taking a walk and clear my mind so fast. And then I try to concentrate and start all over. And I feel like being outside, breathing fresh air can help a lot of people. Yeah, I, I love that you you encourage that lifestyle, um, oh, yeah. a, a fitness, uh, active lifestyle. Um, that's something that I preach as well. You know, early in the morning, go for a walk. It's a bit. It's winter it's now. The, it's hard to it's, do, but yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I can't at the moment go to the gym uh, for for certain reasons. But when I get back into it, 
um, I know it'll lift me my spirits up, right? Because it, it helps with everything. It helps with so much stuff. It helps yeah. with your your own mental health, your own physical health, and also organization and everything. It clears it, your mind, man, right? Like, yes, I've had days when I wake up with anxiety because I'm overwhelmed, right? My legs are actually shaking, like physically. And I go to the gym, I do a session for an hour, and I come home and anxiety is still there it in feels, a way, right? It doesn't but, clear my, my responsibilities, but, but if you feel lighter in a certain way, yeah, yeah. yeah it, I don't feel it helps it. a lot. It helps yeah. a lot. hundred percent. Well, I love, I love that you're finding uh, healthy matters. Um, you know, healthy, healthy coping mechanisms, I should say, uh, instead of it saying something like, no, I just love to go to McDonald's and like, you know, muck a burger, like, <laughs> which, I mean, which listen, it's okay listen, to do it's sometimes. Exactly. It's okay. People, people have their own ways. I've had people tell me that they love to read a book, but it's not for me. I'm not, like I know no, that I'm like that too, actually. Yeah, make yeah. me less stressed or less have that less feeling of like being in a burnout. As yeah, I, my way might not be the same for other people, and that's fully okay. I I feel like people have to find again find their own thing that works for them. And you might change too, right? Like for example, Perfect, uh, the yeah. whole aspect about reading the books, right? Like I, I'm just saying, speaking from experience, when I was 18, like I hated reading. Um, and I still find it like hard to do because my mind wanders. It helps a lot. But it's been the discipline, what I'm saying, right? If you just push it, that's what I did in the pandemic. I was so bored. As you know, the pandemic, everyone's went through the woes of it. Um, you're confined to your house. What do you do? Right. You can only play video games for so long. Well, some people would argue you can play it indefinitely, (laughs) but for me, I could only play for so long. I was getting really bored. I was getting a headache. But I would end up picking a book. I read the whole Harry Potter series because I never read the oh, Harry wow. Potter series. Yeah. yeah. And I just disciplined myself for like six months. It took a long time to read. But again, 20 pages a day, man, you'll knock it out of the park. Right. But what I'm saying is you, you can't dictate to people like how to cope. They have to find them naturally. And what I'm saying is you never know for yourself is in five years, you pick up a book and you say, this is really interesting. Looking forward to next. And then you find, oh, this is a habit that I like to pick up. Exactly. I'm stressed, it's, right? it's something that can happen like this, but it might never. And it, it's, you you can't expect something like this to happen. You have to let it come to you. You can try, you can always try, but if you force yourself into something, it won't be the same as itself naturally happening to you. Absolutely, man. Well, I just really appreciate this this uh, opportunity uh, to speak with you and uh, just kind of uh, learn more about your experiences and how you've um, kind of made this career work for yourself. You know what I mean? Cultivated this brand, um, yeah. this this uh, storytelling passion. Uh, but before we go, I want to know, like, what creative project are you pursuing next or do you desire um, to pursue? Yeah. Well, as we spoke uh, at the beginning of this podcast, sure. I was writing a new scenario. For- yes. Uh, now is this a my, treatment like this is just this is not no, the actual I'm, story I'm, or you've been starting writing the script i started writing the script slowly nice and it's gonna i'm gonna start working looking into a location where to do my actors and everything and it's oh, it's the you, main man, yeah. project that i'm trying to trying to make it make it real is and this funding stuff. or like are you doing indie like right now uh right now i have no funding i do it all myself i that's take good, my equipment good. out of my uh, our, our school program gives us allows us a lot of equipment and right. um because you're like, in film school right Just yes to clarify? yeah okay. yeah so it allows us so much like uh, equipment anything we want we can get it and yeah, i have that's and, the advantage yeah, man. <laughs> it's, going it's to, such going a cool to. advantage and yeah. i have contacts in people that work i was gonna say yeah so like location scout that's what i was gonna ask you like in terms of finding yeah. locations, like you have the resources to do. I, I know I have the resources to find my location. If Perfect. I if I need some piece of material, I can contact people, and I can get what I want. So, I I know myself around 
in a way that I can be I can't stress about not finding something or not having something to uh, realize what I'm trying to do to that's do awesome man well I'm really proud of you man like you know you're you're, you you're keeping at it yeah no I'm serious like you're a young kid but you're very mature for your age and um I like that you have the hustle mentality I said that from the beginning <laughs> uh it's important to to keep disciplined uh keep tenacious um and never forget uh why you started this in the first place right yeah. and if you keep that head on your shoulders it'll take you very far um, so I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing more projects from you and yeah, um, you. yeah. Connecting further on this podcast. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, this was a really great opportunity and I can't thank Tyler enough to have connected us. Uh, yes. To each other. Tyler Seller, my boy. Yes. <laughs> and it was a really great opportunity. Yeah. Thank That's you. That's awesome, much. man. Well, I really appreciate you, Theo, for coming on to the podcast, thank explaining you. your journey as a filmmaker, your experiences, um, how to become a better storyteller. Uh, I really appreciate everybody for listening and we'll talk soon.